Chang Mong Jun once said, the only thing that kept Cold War cold was the mutual deterrence afforded by nuclear weapons. Keep this in mind, as we discuss today, the United States Department of Defense recent report about China's nuclear apparatus. And what does it mean for the future of the global security? My name is Dr. David Waraloo. And my name is Dr. Ross Stewart. And you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. We'd like to thank you for viewing, we'd like to thank you for subscribing, and we want to encourage you to subscribe if you haven't already. It helps our algorithm in YouTube, getting us to more and more people to hear this message. And the message couldn't be more clear of, we're presenting information to you that's personally useful to you and your family. Indeed, Russ, so please subscribe if you have not done so. We take also this opportunity to thank our uh, uh, members uh, who have uh, acquired our membership in geopoliticsinconflict.com. Uh, uh, so if you have not checked our membership yet, please do so. You, you will find it very, very interesting where we can talk openly on that platform. So, so we thank you all for your support. It means a lot to us. So back to our topic, Ross. Different day same play. The Pentagon has issued a report claiming that China is a nuclear threat. How many times do we have to hear this after conflict after conflict? Deja vu is for real. Exactly. It's almost like the same scenario that took place uh, back in 2003 during the invasion of Iraq. And we all know how that turns out to be, let alone the cost associated with that which was over $6 trillion. You hear these numbers that are just more outrageous than, than are even conceivable. And how many weapons of mass destruction, which was all the propaganda at the time, exactly. how many weapons were found? Yeah. Zero. None. Zero. Zero. And this is the same argument that the Pentagon is making. It's saying that, oh, uh, if uh, China, uh, they're going to increase their arsenal, their nuclear arsenal to 700 nuclear warheads by, by 2030, then to 1,000 by 2049. How, much do, how many nuclear warheads do we have? 5,500 5, nuclear warheads <laughs> that the United, in the United States arsenal today. Exactly. We're so. not talking 2030 or 2050. It's today. Exactly. I mean, this, the mismatch here is worse than outrageous. Yeah, and, and this is where we find it very uh, unrealistic for the language that came up into this report. I had a chance to read some of its pages yesterday, as a matter of fact, and it was on page 149 or 142 or something like that. It talks about the, oh, we have to be concerned about China's rejuvenation because China <laughs> wants to claim its own, uh, you know, glory or glory and so forth. What's wrong with that? It's a sovereign state. No. You yeah. mean they're a country all of their own and they don't need the United States approval? 
to create relationships with other countries or run their own economy. Exactly, and that's where the danger, and this is why we decided to address this topic in more depth and full detail so you can be aware of what's going on. The a little later on, we're going to get to the implications to you personally of this, because what's going on in this realm affects you today. Exactly. Well, when you think about this in terms of what does it mean for the budget of the Department of Defense, we all know where it's going. You know. May I say the number? Certainly, Ross. <laughs> it's being. I, I try not to laugh. It just I know seems it's so not absurd. A, you're right. It's not a laughing matter. You're right. Seven hundred and seventy-eight billion dollars. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. Go ahead, Ross. That's mm -hmm. more than all the rest of the world put together, I think. Exactly. That's approved for uh, the budget of 2022. So can you just imagine, just for a second, and, and if you would like to uh, uh, indulge us for this, you know, can you just imagine you take $200 billion out of that, okay, and invest it in either infrastructure, either healthcare, either education, Either refineries for energy, oh, yeah. given how the prices now is going up. I mean, families in America now are living from paycheck to paycheck. And the quality of the um, average American is declining month by month. This is really shocking. Yeah, the richest we, country on earth. Well, supposedly the richest. Not anymore. I was looking at a comparison mm -hmm. of a Shanghai subway station, train station ultra-modern, and I was looking at New York City subway station. New York City is a third world country. Wow. I mean, it was despicable. I used to live in New York City, and the subways were not great then. They, are, they have gone into disrepair based on no money. No, yeah. no, 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 it's going to weapons. Yeah. Well, actually, that is going on right now. Some conversations regarding just uh, FYI, uh, if you have not uh, uh, heard about it or whatever, we will share it with you. Regarding the uh, latest legislation that was passed by Congress, the $1.4 trillion the infrastructure, and all has to do with some project in Rhode Island <laughs> where they're going to have to uh, tear up the old bridges that are over 100 years and so forth, and even... It is what's shocking about that. Not to, we're not going to talk about the, the budget, about the, the legislation here, but what I found very, very surprising was the $1.4 trillion is not all about infrastructure. Half of that is going to some other items that have nothing to do with infrastructure. Pork barrel legislation has been famous in the United States forever, and that's what it's called. So it has $1.4 trillion and 700 billion of it goes to unrelated areas that local local legislators ha put in so they could keep their local people happy yeah. supposedly yeah. while the infrastructure really does crumble yeah. and this is where it becomes the question of okay what was the purpose of the pentagon report you know uh, and by the way this re report which we will have a link for you so you can read it on your own if you want to it's about 200 pages uh, uh, this report goes to Congress, by the way. This is the required from uh, uh, the Pentagon to provide. And by the way, it cost the Pentagon about $185,000 to produce this report. <laughs> so, so, but that's not the point. The point is uh, the language, the fear mongering now that they are 
promoting to justify the massive increase in the defense budget. Another area of let's scare the American people into accepting our baloney. Exactly. I mean, pandemic, the economy, You're right. food prices, gas prices, homelessness, infrastructure, problems with the education. Let's do race mongering. I mean, it just goes on, on and, and on, on until right. people are so overloaded. And then, it, then those people who are conscientiously trying to get information, the information is either a bold-faced lie or so confusing and contradictory that people just end up being fearful and passive. Well, they just don't know what to do. You're right, Ross. And this is why uh, on our platform we try to, uh, not try, we are doing our best to ensure the accuracy of the information so you can have the right information, so you can make the right decisions that are good for you and your family. So that is the reason for all that. So to go back to this idea of the, the spending uh, of, of, of the Pentagon to increase its budget, which, as we always say, it comes at the expense of the American people. And right. the fear-mongering is one of the tactics. We've used it in the invasion of Iraq. We all know how the Middle East is today. I was one of those, uh, Ross, that I argued against the invasion. I've been in Iraq. I spent time there, I saw with my own eyes, I speak the language in the Middle East, so I had a better understanding. And even before that, I used to say, and I did write uh, about this, that it will not be a wise thing to do because you guys do not understand the old history between Iraq and Iran. It's an old century wound. And yeah. if you open up that scab, you're not going to... Uh, and, and you know what I got, the answer I got to us? Oh, it will be a quick walk, easy walk. We go, we liberate Iraq, and we come out. I said, if you go, you are not coming out in about 20 plus years. Which happened to be true. And here it is. And at a minimal cost, by the way. 6.4, to be exact, trillion, trillion dollars. dollars. Yeah. And the government was saying, oh, we only spend about a trillion. Only a trillion. Only. only. Yeah, so. I mean, you hear these things and you just feel outrage. Yeah, and this is not the point on all that. So from a geopolitical, as a geopolitical analyst, the way I will see this trend moving forward with this language in the report is that, you know, a conflict with China. China is not Iraq. <laughs> it's not a laughing matter because if this to escalate to that level, you're talking about the entire region, if not the globe. Secure, from a security perspective, is going to turn upside down. That's usually where I see it going. Upside down is minimal speaking. You're right. I mean, we're understating the impact of this. You're right. You're absolutely correct, Russ. And this is why we, we are, you know, we're trying to inform you, you know, so you can inform uh, your loved ones, your friends, or whomever. Your legislators. Yeah. Just to ensure that... The best way to resolve those kind of tensions is to sit down and have a conversation with the Chinese. Xi Jinping, taking the high ground. He, he, he's current with what's going on in the United States. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he says, we want to sit down with the Americans and work these things out. We don't want a conflict. We want to work together. By the way, Vladimir Putin said the same thing. Yeah. Well, because they know they have the, 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 the nuclear capabilities to, you know, but they know also the consequences that 
Nobody's going to be a winner. There is no winner in a conflict like that. And Everybody loses yeah. no matter where you are on the planet. Yeah. And this is why we are trying to highlight to you the importance of understanding what comes out of Washington sometimes might not be the truth. And it's not the truth. So, you know, uh, using this kind of rhetoric, this kind of language, flammatory and, and, and fear-mongering about, oh my gosh, China's going to have a thousand nuclear warheads by 2049. Well, we have 5,500 nuclear warheads. Today. Today. <laughs> so, how many are we going to have by 2049? Hopefully less. <laughs> I hope so. Because this whole idea is, you know, why are we doing this? Why the United States is going about, you know, inflaming uh, rather than live and let live? Isn't that the right question? And then we say, well, you know this real thing, follow the money. Who benefits? You and I don't benefit. No. You don't you, benefit. For sure. From a 700, what, a 78? 778 billion dollar defense. Mm -hmm. well, you and I don't benefit from the Pentagon writing inflammatory papers about China and the nuclear threat. Exactly. And this is where the, you know, you, you take it back again to, to uh, think in terms of, you know, uh, is it time for Americans to wake up? You know, it's almost what I sense, Ross, is that some of us, not all, I shall not generalize, but some of us have become numb. You know, we become numb. Is it that this amount of fear that has now dominate our thinking? We couldn't think straight in seeing what's facts from fiction? The truth from lies, you know, and the media just supporting the narrative for what? Well, the for what is the wealthy get wealthier and the middle class and the lower class get poorer. That's the bottom line here. And a number of Americans, we're, we're seeing a number of Americans actually waking up and being angry about this. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they can be angry forever till they make a change. You know, what they don't understand, some Americans do not understand, the power lies in their hands. With the government is for the people, by the people. But don't expect things to change if you are sitting in front of the idiot box, watching TV 24 hours and hoping that things will change, will change on their own. They will not. My suspicion is when you're sitting in your cold home, because energy prices have gotten so high, that gets your attention. Well, you know, you, you think about, what's it like to live in, a, live in a home or an apartment that's 60 degrees? That's cold. Yeah. Or what about when you're in the summer, when the inside of your home is 85 to 90 degrees? That is worse than uncomfortable. Yeah. That's really awful. Yeah. So the idea of all this, and all of a sudden, the Pentagon is, uh, is selling this narrative. This is another trick. Yeah. This is another trick because this is where your lies, majority are not well informed about what's going on. So it's easy the moment they hear, oh my gosh, China's going to go nuclear and all that. The fear takes over their thinking. You will know this more than anyone uh, else, Ross, given your psycho psychological background. You will understand how much fear takes over. Let me say, let me just reiterate something. Sure. Before. How many factors are now leading to fear in the American people? Can you name a couple? Uh, like, for example, China. Oh, China. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, Russia. Well, China is going to nuclear, start nuclear. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. And... Russia, who knows what they're going to do. Who knows what they're going to do. Oh, but they're dangerous. And, well, what about 
energy prices. And what about we're under the control of the Saudis and OPEC and, and those things, and no action is being taken from our own government in terms of the reserve oil? Which we or, have plenty, by the way. And yeah. Or what about more, what about those pipelines? Uh, oh, let's shut them down. I mean, they're only providing 550 million barrels a day. Let's shut those down. We don't need to. Yeah, we do. It just goes on and on. And then there's the pandemic with all the, the controversial going back and forth with that. It just goes on and on. Yeah, yeah. And people are numb. You're absolutely correct. So just for the pipeline, the last one it delivers about 534,000 barrels a day. Oh, thank you for the correction. Yeah, 534,000 a day. That's a lot. Can you imagine, Ross, you taking that 534,000 barrel out of the market? And what's going to do to the prices? Yeah, and yet American families, with given how, you know how many people are leaving their jobs now? I just read a report recently about none other than Kaiser Permanently, per, yeah, permanently, permanently, whatever yeah. the name is. It's in healthcare. Yeah. So many, over 30,000 people left. Really? Yeah, they just left. And now they are hiring whomever. <laughs> Can you imagine? Now you're putting the healthcare in the hands of individuals who are not qualified. Marginally employable. <laughs> you know, that just tells you how chaotic. And yet the government is coming and saying, oh, the economy is doing better. Is the doing well. Abject yeah. lying. Yeah, and inflation is only 2%. Except and and the price is going to get back to normal in next quarter. That's what they're saying. Only your food prices have gone up 8.4% <laughs> as opposed to 2 Okay. Yeah. Was, you know, when you talk to the people who are actually doing the job and mm -hmm. paying those, paying for it, mm -hmm. that is the wholesalers, which I've, which I've actually interviewed. Mm -hmm. They're saying, yeah, 8.4% as of June. <laughs> wow. wow. And when I go to the store, they're up that price. They're up there. That's an accurate figure. Yeah. You know what I'm starting to realize, Ross, is that we're becoming like Australia, lying to our people. You know, you know, we all know the government lies, you know, you know, maybe all the government lies, you know, that's part of how it is. But not to this extent, you know, when you are saying the economy is doing what well, in reality is not. You're saying inflation at 2% when it's not. As of this morning, it was about 6.2. Overall? Overall, okay. you know, and, and it's kind of, you know, but at the same time, the government understand that the majority of people are not well informed. So this is the reason why we wanted to share this information with you so you can become aware, so you can make the right decisions that are good for you and your family and loved ones, because that is very, very important, because here is what comes with these hypes from the Pentagon. It's the exact scenario what happened with the invasion of Iraq. First we said, did we have, nuclear, did we have a weapon of mass destruction stuff, all this, then, then we're going to go in, which means what? You're going to have to divert now resources from what's need to be spent here at home into some far land that has not, that was first of all a lie, because the whole notion of what the war was based on was a lie. Yes. So, and this is exactly where I see, you know, as one who spent time in Iraq, I was there on the ground. And I kind of was against the, from the get-go because I knew a little bit about the history of that part of the world. 
So you can overlook a thousand years of history and say, oh, we're going to just go quickly and liberate the, the capital and come, and come out. And free the people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cut me a yeah. break. Because now people, I'll, I'll, I'll say it this way. You, you look at now the Christians in Iraq. They're no more. You know, Christians are so scared to go out. You know, back then, they used, they, they used to go freely outside at yeah. night, you know. Back then, it was electricity. Now you have a, a rations for it. You know? and, and the corruption that's going on right now in the government, even with the assassination that just took place, the attempt assassination, rather, on the prime minister, Mahan Kademi, Mustafa Kademi, rather. You know? There's some now, I'm reading some reports from outside the United States that that whole thing was staged. No. Because here is the thing. Well, it's common sense. Here's the thing. If you are to commit an assassination, wouldn't you want to make sure your target is at home? Yes. Yeah. Well, how can you use a drone when you know the guy is not even at home? And it makes you just wonder, you know. And, and this is not a... The reason why we're sharing this kind of stories is to make a point into the amount of spending now that the U.S. is going to be saying, well, we can't leave Iraq because... You know, there's now you got drones, we have the embassy and all that stuff. And, and, and the same argument, the, this, this report from the Pentagon about China's nuclear deterrence or apparatus, whatever you want to call it, is making. And it would be a big mistake if we are miscalculating because China is no Iraq. Absolutely yeah. not. We better think hard and think twice. Now, here is the thing that I admire, not admire, but I like the approach from the Chinese is that they are taking the higher moral ground. Xi Jinping could not be more clear when he says, let's sit, America, let's sit down and discuss the issues that we've got. These are resolvable. But I think he, I think he must know that the United States government is not so willing to sit down and talk about anything. No, it's the ego, because how can you, how can we, America sit down with the Chinese, you know. What China is not the China that was century ago. China has evolved. China has developed. China has moved forward. You know, I have to ask people in the government, how many of them actually been to China? You, we've been to China. That is, I've been to China, and you come back a different human being after being in China. And see with your and own eyes. And seeing what's yeah. really transpired there, and seeing their modern cities nicer than any of our cities, mm -hmm. their transportation nicer than ours. And you say, well, the people are all oppressed. You talk to them and they're happy. Yeah. I never get a chance, Russ. I hope one day uh, to get a chance. And, but we do interview uh, some of our guests from uh, China who are happen to be uh, Americans, just they live in China. Right. And, and their, their perception and their uh, uh, explanation that you know, China is, is moving ahead, whether the U.S. likes it or not. And that concurs exactly with what I'm thinking in terms of the geopolitical shift that's taking place. That shift has already occurred, yeah. whether the West or the United States likes it or not. You know, China is going to be one of the global, major global powers moving forward. As a matter of fact, it might unseat the United States from the global hegemony. The only thing is that, that I, based on the readings that I've conducted about China and so forth, I don't think so China is after that. China is not after the global hegemony. Everything that I've also looked at says they're not interested in it. 
Yeah, they don't want. They're not. Have, they have no dedication to upending the United States in that regard. They're going, no, that isn't our purpose. We want a prosperous economy so we can take our people from poverty into moderate prosperity. And they couldn't be more clear. And they're succeeding. Exactly. Uh, speaking of that, Russ, just for you to know, we're going to have a guest who happens to know a great deal about the history of China. And we're going to address this issue with him because he's one of well-renowned names here in the United States. He's he's well respected so I can, I can hardly wait to talk yeah to without disclosing the name because we like to keep the identity of our guest uh, you know uh, we like to surprise you surprise you with it that's the whole idea so so that is now the uh, the, the whole the core argument of, of why we decided to do this video on on this report is also to uh, highlight to you the importance of learning from past mistakes that is the whole idea of it and this is again where history comes in and we tend to be, and I say it straightforward, whether some like it or not, it's we are poor readers of history. You know, we don't learn from history. And that is the whole reason why I wanted, we wanted to talk about this today, to highlight the importance of not making the same mistake again. So we hope that you find that this information useful to you. Anything to add, Ross, before? No, I think you've just stated yeah. what the bottom line is. Yeah. And also it's because the welfare of the American people. It's dependent on how much money the government's going to put into things that truly affect us in a positive way. Yeah, because now with where things are going, uh, the government is just going about printing money and all that. Till when? You know, wh where would that money, you know, print money out of thin air? You know, uh, what well, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what it's going to do to your economy what's going to do to your pocket what's going to do to your financial welfare what's going to do to your family what's going to do to your daily life one of the things you can do is you can go online and find out exactly who your representatives are in the congress then they will give you an email address you can email them brief messages saying what your opinion is and they might not answer it directly but what they do is they keep tallies of how many people want this how many people want something else and our hope is that we as a, as a nation can begin to dramatically influence our legislators. It's not impossible to do. No, it's not. Uh, but if people do not understand the power they have, the power they possess, you know, if they don't, then they won't be able to, the, the kind of just uh, deciding on, okay, what's next? Let's have another Afghanistan. Let's have another Iraq. Let's have another Vietnam. No. Exactly. It's time for us to stand up yeah. and let our legislators know yeah. exactly how we feel about that. What are our priorities as a nation? What yeah. impacts the quality of our lives? Exactly, Russ. And as, as we always say, uh, live and let live. Why not? Why not? So. We'd like to thank you for watching. We can't encourage you enough to subscribe it makes a big difference in terms of the number of people who get to hear our message. Exactly, because we need your support into that. So please subscribe if you have not done so. And as always, stay informed. Till next time. Bye-bye.